No, every time I think I know what's going to happen, guarantee that that thing's not going to happen. <laughs> right. If I think the airplane's going to crash, no, the airplane's not going to crash. Something else really stupid is going to happen that's going to ruin my day. Someone's going to pull a guitar out on the plane and start singing church choruses. Did you see that? <laughs> I mean, whatever, man. Oh, uh, it's like, stop giving guys guitars. Come on now. <laughs> It's just the egotistical idea of I'm going to do this and everybody's going to think I'm amazing and they're all going to agree with my politics and my view. I know. It's that idea of privilege <laughs> that this is my space to impose my view on you and it's a plane and it's thousands of miles up in the air where you can't leave. You can't jump off. You are a trapped audience. And if I decided that that's the time for me to lay out my prayer mat and put my head onto the ground and start speaking in a different language and then I invite all the other people of my faith to do the same thing how is that going to make some of these people feel they're not gonna like it you got to have a certain amount of ego to be one of these people a certain amount of testosterone flowing through your brain that says they're just gonna like everything i'm doing because i'm just awesome and then i'm just gonna pull out my guitar and you like it yeah like it you know they like it Recently, Florida passed some rules about how we don't want you to even have any discussions about gender identity in... Uh, the don't say gay bill. Yes. Yeah, I've heard about that. So somebody just said that now you need to take the Bible out of the schools too. That's right. Don't say Jesus then. Because the <laughs> Bible talks about things involving homosexuality. It sure does. The Bible has <laughs> words about fathers offering their daughters up to have sex with men how big of a stick you can use to beat your slave with and when it's okay to rape your wife, things like that. So like if you are going to keep all of this stuff out of the schools, then you better take that Bible out because it's nothing but filth. Have you ever read that Bible? It'll make your head spin around and around. So I don't know. I feel like we're living in the dark ages sometimes. In Australia, do we have similar things? Well, yes and no. I think that on the whole, in Australia, we don't talk about abortion as much as you guys do in the States. We don't care about it as much. And I think on the whole, even the religious people like the fact that you can get one. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's how it used to be. There is an anti-abortion lobby and there is a Christian political party. And unfortunately, our prime minister is a member of Hillsong. No. I know, right? It's just crazy. <gasps> but he's such an idiot. He gets paid out on so much, he's not going to win the next election. Oh, you know, God. the next guy will be just as idiotic. It doesn't matter which party they are. They're all pretty dumb. <sighs> but yeah, if we can keep it out of religion, that at least is a good baseline, hey? I know. It's my life's work, Gigi. I just want to kill work. religion. I just want to kill it. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I feel like the only way to do that is with humor. Yes. Because you can't do it with logic, no. I don't think. Like... I'm going to a Catholic wedding on Mother's Day. Oh. Oh, and it's on a Sunday. Brad, after 25 years of marriage, he's like, I'm not going. You can go. He's like, it's your friend. Hey, you know when they go into like a Catholic church, they do the whole... Up and down. Genuflex, is that what they call it? I yeah, like you do the whole Holy Cross and then kneel. I saw the funniest thing on Next Level Chef the other night. This guy said, Father, Son and Casey Musgraves. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> 
see, I don't know what I'm going to be praying to when I got to go to this Catholic wedding. But they're so freaking long. Yes, I'll be thinking of Casey Musgrave the whole goddamn time. She's awesome. But shit, my wedding was so fast. And I mean, I'm glad of it because the Mormon weddings are like a whole rigmarole. You're hooking up for eternity, JJ. That just sounds, I mean, God, I, humans were not meant to be married that long to the same person. No. <laughs> People have trouble after about seven years, don't they? That's why they call it the seven-year itch. But some people seem to make it work. Some people open their marriages or whatever. Here's the secret to a good marriage. You don't see each other very often and you have your own lives and like don't have kids or at least not a lot of them. If you add the amount of hours I've actually seen my husband, we've really only been married for like maybe five years because he's gone all the time. I'm gone all the time. We decided like there were things that we had to do. So it's like we see each other. For a couple of hours a week. We're not up in each other's <laughs> business. Hey, maybe there's some truth in that. Hey. I, I don't know. I find don't know. your own personality, find your but own But then you life. see some people that are all like super lovey-dovey over each other all the time. Like we're like the no PDA people. Like our kiss at the wedding was so fast that they didn't even get a picture of it. Maybe when we're really old, we'll end up getting divorced just because by then we'll be so tired of each other. They have these great websites now called Silver Singles for the old people. That's what my dad's doing, looking for his third wife. Third <laughs> celestial wife. Oh yeah, because my mom's dead. She's up there waiting. All just in anticipation for this old man for my dad to die or to send some of his other wives over like i guess if they predecease him i don't know how that works that's right she needs to have some other women she can hook up with in the meantime while she's waiting for that celestial dick something to do right <laughs> and maybe they've got some baking they want to discuss maybe they have to do a lot of canning in the celestial heaven that's a lot of work what sort of baking do they do in heaven what do they make I mean, I'm assuming it's a lot of stuff from scratch because it's going to be pioneer type. They spend all their time on earth preparing for like the second coming and putting all of their food into jars and marrying dead people and baptizing dead people that when they die, I don't know what they're going to fill their time with. They're going to be so bored. What do Mormons do when they die? They can't keep baptizing each other because they're all dead. Like that's finished. I ask people on the show, what were you told about what heaven was like? And then I say, what about that appealed to you. And you know what? People don't think about it. They think heaven is described by their church as being this amazing place. But when you really look at it. Oh, it sounds horrible. An incredibly boring place. My husband was telling me the other day, some guy in the lab is always listening to these Mormon lectures while he does something to some piece of somebody's body. And I didn't realize, but I think that the church has this whole racket where people can buy like books on tapes, like the saints, the books or the saints, the podcasts, like this constant feedback loop. My husband was like, it's all the time. That's all he listens to. And I'm just thinking like that means that there's no room for that brain to think about anything else. That's how busy they keep you. And to them, they would call that constantly meditating on God's Word, which is something like the Bible and whatever tells them to do. If you keep your thoughts on God, then it can't be the devil's playground, right? So we're on chapter seven of Jacob, right? This is the last one of Jacob. So who the freaking hell is Sherem? Sherem denies Christ, contends with Jacob, demands a sign, and is smitten of God. All of the prophets have spoken of Christ and his atonement. The Nephites lived out their days as wanderers, born in tribulation and hated by the Lamanites about 544 to 421 BC. It feels like you're saying the same date over and 
five and three, Jacob. Five forty one to five forty something BC. <laughs> well, you know, because these are all such accurate dates that they've given us. That's you right. Know, they've obviously. carbon dated this shit, <laughs> Gigi. They know. I don't think we've come across Sherem yet, and I think I know why his name is Sherem because he had lots of wives and he liked to share them around. I think that's a good name for him then. <laughs> And now it came to pass, after some years had passed away, there came a man among the people of Nephi whose name was Sherem. Around. (laughs) I mean, is that how it's... I don't remember seeing this guy before. How did I miss this when I was younger? I think you missed a lot of stuff in the Book of Mormon, Gigi, because it was boring and you didn't care. I know. Because you're normal. I hope I'm pronouncing (laughs) that right, because it could be Sherem. Oh, Sherem. Shira. Sherem, yeah. And the masters of the new world. (laughs) So I'm just going to go with this. All right. She ram. I like it. And it came to pass that he began to preach among the people and to declare unto them that there should be no Christ. I agree. There should be no Christ. I think this guy is going to get killed or something. He can't be coming up with this blasphemy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And he preached many things which were flattering unto the people. And this he did that he might overthrow the doctrine of Christ. Oh my God. Uh-oh. Can I marry him? Is it a man? Is it a woman? It says <laughs> it's a he, but his name is a she, so I don't know. Ah. But he labored diligently that he might lead away the hearts of the people in so much that he did lead away many hearts. Ah, uh, good boy. Right? <laughs> I mean, he must have been good looking if it's that easy to lead all these hearts away. I know. And he, knowing that I, Jacob, had faith in Christ who should come, he sought much opportunity that he might come unto me. Oh, I just love that for someone who hasn't arrived on the earth yet, Christ, three mentions so far this chapter. But it's all because she was doubting his existence. He's throwing shade. (laughs) And he was learned. Oh, okay, cool. That he had a perfect knowledge of the language of the people. Oh, okay, so he spoke Hebrew? Yeah, whatever this language is these new people are speaking down there. Well, they're not new people, though, are they? I mean, you know, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It should have been Hebrew, but I bet it wasn't. Maybe it's just new reformed Hebrew. Yeah, how does a people that were Hebrew then turn into reformed Egyptian plates? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know how that took that route. I just think Smitty was really into Egyptian shit. I mean, that was the only thing he really knew, I think. And he didn't really know it. He was just fascinated. It was a buzzword of the day. Wherefore, he could use much flattery and much power of speech according to the power of the devil. Good. The devil always has the best lines. Remember watching like all of Australia burned down a few years ago. Everybody was watching the koala bears just like, (laughs) have the koala bears recovered yet? They're all right, I guess. We're invading their habitat. I mean, they were screwed to begin with. They were kind of screwed because of humans. But they get syphilis and stuff too. Like they're horny little fuckers. Oh, those dirty little koalas. They have STDs. They're crazy. Then how the fuck don't dolphins have AIDS all over the place? I know. Those being like the most horny mammals in the ocean. I mean, they've got to exist for every animal, don't you think? Because viruses would evolve to take advantage of whatever's happening, right? So, like, why don't we see herpes on dolphins? Hmm. This is the big mystery. (laughs) So, verse 5, and he had hoped 
to shake me from the faith. So Shiram had hoped to shake Jacob from the faith, I think. Yeah. Notwithstanding the many revelations and the many things which I had seen concerning these things, ah, clearly they just didn't believe you when you spoke to them, Jacob, because you're so boring. Right. For I truly had seen angels. So Jacob has seen angels too? Yeah, apparently. That's the first we've heard of that, I think. I think that Smitty just models all characters on himself. <laughs> it normalizes the idea of seeing angels if everybody else is seeing them too. Uh, and they had ministered unto me. And also I had heard the voice of the Lord speaking unto me in very word from time to time. That doesn't seem like good grammar. No, it doesn't. Wherefore, I could not be shaken. All right. So because you're schizophrenic and you'd seen things, you couldn't be shaken from your belief. He's not really into this new guy coming into town with all of his talk of no Christ. He's not into Shiram. And that's a shame because Shiram sounds really cool. All right. Verse six. And it came to pass. Ding! <laughs> that he came unto me. He came unto me? Unto me. Oh. This is getting crazy. <laughs> and on this wise did he speak unto me, saying, Brother Jacob, I have sought much opportunity that I might speak unto you, for I have heard and also know that thou goest about much, preaching that which ye call the gospel or the doctrine of Christ. And ye have led away much of this people that they pervert the right way of God and keep not the law of Moses, which is the right way, and convert the law of Moses into the worship of a being which ye say shall come many hundred years hence. And now behold, I, Shiram, declare unto you that this is blasphemy, for no man knoweth of such things, for he cannot tell of things to come. And after this manner did Shiram contend against me. Okay, so he's calling him out on his bullshit. He's like, you can't know what's going to happen in a hundred years. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. I like this Shiram. He's a skeptic. But behold, the Lord God poured in his spirit into my soul in so much that I did confound him in all his words. What that really means is Jacob just started saying stuff that was so incoherent that Shiram didn't know what to say. <laughs> That's the spirit of God. He's about to confound him with his words. And I said unto him, deny us thou the Christ who shall come? And he said, if there should be a Christ, I would not deny him. But I know that there is no Christ. Neither has been nor ever will be. Oh, this guy's got balls. What a man. And I said unto him, believest thou the scriptures? And he said, yay, <laughs> yay. And I said unto him, then ye do not understand them. Who does? For they truly testify of Christ. No, they don't. Go and ask any Jew and they will tell you all of those scriptures in the Old Testament that you think testify of Christ. They fucking don't! I know, I know. Behold, I say unto you that none of the prophets have written nor prophesied save they have spoken concerning this Christ. What a bunch of crap. Heaps of prophets spoke about stuff that had nothing to do with a Messiah. In fact, the word Messiah only twice in Daniel. Hardly. And this is not all hyphen, it has been made manifest unto me, for I have heard and seen. All right, so you had a vision, of course, and it also has been made manifest unto me by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Why are you saying that also? Isn't that the same as what you just said before? Yeah. He's just fishing for words, Smitty. He's just horny and he's just bored. And he's like, oh, I've got to finish this chapter and go and bang someone. I mean, I mean, what does a man feel like when he's on a deadline to finish a book, you know? Patting it out. He's uh, like, I've got to put something in here. Yeah. Oh, and I have to explain why I've been speaking about Christ. Oh, I'll put this final chapter in here that sort of explains it. Wherefore, I know if there should be no atonement made... All mankind must be lost. See, I hate this presupposition that there has to be some kind of blood sacrifice for humans not to go to hell. Who made up that foundational idea? Humans. It just drives me crazy. I'm like, why do we have to start there? Why why couldn't we just said something like, you know, in order to go to heaven, you need to eat three grapes on New Year's Day and spin around five times and always make sure that you drink your Ovaltine and you will go to heaven. That's right. I mean, right? Drink your fucking Ovaltine and yeah. <laughs> you know, don't fuck any donkeys. There's simple rules of existence, you know? What about if one of the rules was something that was good for your health, like don't eat meat? Right? You know, hey, Ten Commandments <laughs> is thou shalt not kill. It doesn't say right. what. That includes lions and tigers and bears and people and right. all other living things maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Alright, 13. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Show me a sign by this power of the Holy Ghost in which ye know so much. Oh, this is bad. He's tempting him. She ran. And I said unto him, what am I that I should tempt God to show unto thee a sign in the thing which thou knowest to be true? But that's not the situation at all. Shiram's asking for a sign because he doesn't believe you. Okay, yet thou wilt deny it because thou art of the devil. Nevertheless, not my will be done. But if God shall smite thee, let that be a sign unto thee that he has power, both in heaven and in earth, and also that Christ shall come. And thy will, O Lord, be done and not mine. That escalated quickly, didn't it? He's like, well, if God gives you herpes, there's your sign. Right. <laughs> well, if your children die of the pox, that's your sign. Like, what a dick. (laughs) And it came to pass that when I, Jacob, had spoken these words, the power of the Lord came upon him insomuch that he fell to the earth. Oh, well, that'll teach him. And it came to pass that he was nourished for the space of many days. What the fuck? Nourished for the space of many days. That's food for thought. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. That's so weird. Maybe he's saying that he has a vision while he's down there or something for many days. Maybe the rest of this chapter will explain. I'm not sure. <laughs> or it just might ramble on for another 10 verses. It and will not definitely give us, ramble and on. And not yes. give us any closure. That's exactly what's going to happen because Smitty's horny. I-, I have a feeling that that's, yeah. <laughs> and it came to pass that he said unto the people, gather together on the morrow for I shall die. Oh, thank God. Wherefore, I desire to speak unto the people before I shall die. Verse 17. And it came to pass that on the morrow, the multitude were gathered together and he spake plainly. Uh, uh, they never is going to speak plainly uh, when they say they're going to speak plainly. Plainly means in gibberish in the Book of Mormon. And he spake plainly unto them and denied the things which he had taught them and confirmed the Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost and the ministering of angels. Oh, that's so dumb. Shiram, I'm not a fan anymore. 
And he spake plainly unto them that he had been deceived by the power of the devil. Uh, and he spake of hell and of eternity and of eternal punishment. He's turned into a boring person, JJ. I know. I'm trying to figure out where this is going. So Shiram gets smitten by God and this makes him change his mind and now he believes in Christ. And so he gets up in front of all the people and he confesses that he was wrong and he was possessed by the devil. Is that what's happening? I think so. It's almost like Smitty is giving an example of what divine revelation is. Interesting. Uh, so God has to basically smite you down and publicly humiliate you. And now you've got to confess that you were full of the devil. And then ever since we've got visionary men like Jones's dad waking their kids up in the middle of the night when they have a bad dream and telling them what God has Because they've been them. smitten by, yeah. Uh, and he said, I fear lest I have committed the unpardonable sin, for I have lied unto God, for I denied the Christ and said that I believed the scriptures, and they truly testify of him. And because I have thus lied unto God, I greatly fear lest my case shall be awful. Oh, God. Is it my turn? Yeah, go for it, Gigi. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, Lisa, this is short. And it came to pass that when he, I'm like, I'm having like a sickness over here. That when he had said these words, he could say no more. Oh, oh thank God. <laughs> oh, and he gave up the ghost. That's him dying. He gave up the ghost. Oh, that's a great phrase. When did that phrase come into use? Did Smitty come up with that? There's no way he came up with that. Oh my God. Okay. And when the multitude had witnessed that he spake these things, and he was about to give up the ghost, they were astonished exceedingly. I would be too. The guy's talking and he's about to drop dead. Inasmuch that the power of God came down upon them and they were overcome that they fell to the earth. Now, this thing was pleasing unto me, Jacob, who's a total asshole. <laughs> but I had requested it was of my father who was in heaven. For he had heard my cry and answered my prayer. Uh, That's exactly what he wanted to have happen. I just wanted to say, I have actually seen someone die while they were preaching. No. Yeah. There was this really old preacher in this Pentecostal church once. What happened? It was a small congregation, maybe 50-ish or something there. How old were you? I was a teenager of some sort. I can't quite remember. Did this scar you for life? <laughs> no, it was all right. Did you just like keel over? Yeah. I think he just had a heart attack and it was okay. Like it was nothing gory. And then like, I think medics came and stuff. And then afterwards, out the front of the church, there were like a whole bunch of white doves that just came and started eating seed out of the grass. They were Looking for fresh meat is what they were. <laughs> they were like, they were circling the grounds of the chapel waiting for death. It was just so poetic because, I mean, usually pigeons are gray or whatever, but sometimes they're white and these just happen to be white. Apparently that wasn't the first time that those white pigeons had been there. Did people take it as a sign of from God? Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. I don't know what I thought about it at the time. I was very skeptical even as a teenager. Did you remember what he was preaching about? I don't, but I bet it was hellfire and brimstone. I once saw a man die at a claim jumper restaurant after eating like a 64 ounce prime rib, but that's not unusual in America. But that was his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He was in his own form of church, eating that steak, having that's a whiskey. That's right. He that's the way it. I want to go. That's he the way I want to go. <laughs> I want to go choking on a giant steak with a whiskey in my hand. That's right. Not preaching. Like, if you're going to go, make sure you're having a nice meal. Having a good time. Maybe that's what Jesus was getting at with the Last Supper. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get nailed up on a cross in a tick, but let's have a good chow down. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 23. And it came to pass that peace and the love of God was restored again among the people. And they searched the scriptures and hearkened no more to the words of this wicked man. <laughs> Jacob just loves the fact that God just struck this man dead. I know. Sorry, man. It's a death sentence around here for doubting the Christ. But isn't that just like the puritanical thinking of religious people? It takes tolerance to live with people on the planet. We have to have some give and take. I have to put up with your craziness and you have to put up with the fact that I'm not crazy. <laughs> and it came to pass that many means were devised to reclaim and restore the Lamanites to the knowledge of the truth. Semicolon. But it all was for vain. Oh, so they tried to redeem the Lamanites, but it was all for vain, for they delighted in wars and bloodshed, of course, because they're humans and they had an eternal hatred against us, their brethren. And you had an eternal hatred against them, didn't you, Jacob, you fucker? And they sought by the power of their arms to destroy us continually. All right. Well, I guess it wasn't with the power of uh, batteries. Wherefore, the people of Nephi did fortify against them with their arms. Is he talking about like arms as in spears? <laughs> See, this quickly went from poor Shiram came into town and we had to like have him struck and down because he didn't agree with us to now we're going to go get the Lamanites. Did it even say if? If Shiram was a Lamanite? There was a very quick transition there. I guess Jacob is now off to try to fix the Lamanites. I don't know. Who apparently are really bad people. Fortify against them with their arms and with all their might, trusting in the God and rock of their salvation. Wherefore, they became as yet of their enemies. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Who's who's in a war with whom? Couldn't you have just said they conquered their enemies? Why does it have to be they became as yet? I don't know, but I think is Jacob going to die soon is kind of what I'm hoping is going to happen uh, after he talks about I these hope wars. so, Gigi. Uh, okay, is it my turn now? Should I, should I get him to dead? Okay, you let's have see if we can get him to dead. Versus, oh, and before you do that, we were talking with Jones earlier and when we realized that he wasn't able to make this session much as he wanted to, he said, focus on the last word of the book. And I had a look at it and you're going to love it. Oh, I saw it. I like it too. Okay. <laughs> I saw the irony. Yeah. Okay. And it came to pass that I, Jacob, began to be old. And the record of this people being kept on the other place, ching, 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 of Nephi, ching, 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 wherefore, ching, 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 I conclude this record, dear God, because my hands are getting tired, ching, 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 declare that I have written according to the best of my knowledge and the best strength that I have in my arms. 
by saying that the time passed away with us and also our lives passed away like it were unto us a dream because it uh, never existed. It was a dream. This waffles on so much. We being a lonesome and a solemn people, wanderers cast out from Jerusalem, born in tribulation, in a wilderness and hated of our brethren, which caused wars and contentions, wherefore we did mourn out our days. Uh, oh, well, that's what happens when you cause a lot of contention. That's right. And I, Jacob, saw that I must soon go down to my grave. Wherefore, I said to my son Enos, chink, 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 chink. Enos? Take these plates. Chink, chink, chink. Enos? And I told him, <laughs> yeah, I told him the things which my brother Nephi had commanded me. Yeah, Enos is the next guy that gets the plates, I guess. And what are these things that Nephi had commanded him? Chink away at the plates, man. He's got chinka, chinka, chinka. Everybody's got to put something down, man. Because it didn't say much so far. <laughs> it's like a chain letter that never ends. <laughs> Take these plates. And I told him the thing which my brother Nephi had commanded me. And he promised obedience unto these commands. And I make an end of my writing, chink, 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 upon these plates, which writing has been small. Oh, uh, fuck, it hasn't. Very small because I've not had much room with this plate, chink, chink, chink. And to the reader, I bid farewell, hoping that many of my brethren may read my words. Brethren, adieu. <laughs> Adieu. <laughs> Brethren, comma. Adieu. Because he's a fucking Frenchman now? That's right. He's from Gaul. I mean, what does that look like in reformed Egyptian hieroglyphics? Like a French baguette with the hat saying goodbye. Uh-huh. In the English translation of the reformed Egyptian, Smitty chose to use adieu, a word that is not in the King James Version at all, so he can't use the fact of trying to use the same language. I am now Googling the etymology of the word adieu. Apparently, apologists say it has a closer meaning to what was actually on the plate than anything we've got in English. So, But I think that's just horseshit because almost any language can say anything you can say in another language. It's just that it might take a longer time to get there. You might have to describe it a little different. Differently. But ideas are still expressible, right? Words for colors might mean slightly different hues and things like that. But if you want to get specific, you can. It just takes more words. So he could have got specific with what he meant, but he just didn't. He used a French word instead because he was trying to be a flowery fuck. It's Joseph Smith getting poetic. <laughs> He's got to woo the ladies every once in a while with a flowery language. Such a shame, though. His heart's in it, right? He really wants to, like, make a romantic. And then he gets bogged down in all these really bad storylines with characters that only exist for a few lines, only to be struck down by God just to make a lesson to everybody else, not to question. I was so stoked on She-Ram there for a tick. I was hoping that he was going to be, like, a main character for a while, but now I remember now why I never really heard about him because he didn't last very long. No. His whole life was just to be an example of... What not to do. That's right. Poor Shiram. He was just a skeptic calling everybody on their shit, saying, if you're going to have such extraordinary claims and you should have some extraordinary evidence. And Jacob was like, well, if you keep that up, you're going to get smitten by God. It's so out of context too. I don't think that Joseph created a very believable character. A skeptic would get up from having a bad dream and be like, okay, back to reality. I've just seen some things which aren't real, but they felt really real. 
well and I'm actually quite disturbed right now, but whoa, I need something to eat and something to drink. And uh. I think they should have <laughs> at least maybe given us some information that would have explained this great change in belief systems. I mean, what did he hit his head? Maybe he died from a concussion. You know, they say you shouldn't fall asleep after hitting your head hard. Like, I don't know. It really emphasizes the idea of people following a religion for no information at all, except it's just right. I believe it. That's that. <laughs> it's a feeling. I always didn't jive with that as a kid. It just gives you guidance for some of the worst thinking ever. Putting so much credence on dreams and stuff. Sometimes it's just bad pizza. Everybody gets a weird dream every once in a while. That doesn't mean that you're like the new god of like the territory. You know, and the true skeptic would be like, this was just more of Joseph Smith figuring out a way to get people to hand over their money in a time when there wasn't very many other avenues of entertainment or ways to fact check people's claims. Like the ex-Mormon TikTok is on fire. It's like they never were into Twitter. We're definitely into Instagram, like the good looking ones. But for some reason, <laughs> like the Mormons and TikTok, like, wow, those two things like caught on fire together. And I'm sure that the algorithms are just feeding me things that I find interesting. They so are. To some extent, I don't see I, that yeah. many on there. It's partly I, your algorithm. It partly is because I've I know liked that a few. <laughs> but here's the thing. The fact that there's even as many as I'm seeing is not anything like I've ever seen before in my yeah. life. Uh, and so that feedback loop of the algorithm, once somebody starts going down that road of ex-Mormon content, I mean, it is massive. I don't know if it's kind of sad or just interesting or part of me is like, ooh, this is great. <laughs> because the church has gone so long with radio silence as far as criticism goes, like because the internet didn't exist for so long, it's getting to that point where there's nowhere for the church to go. Like it's met TikTok and it's like, <laughs> It's like two trains Mormonism, are coming. TikTok. Yeah, there's two trains are coming together. <laughs> and let's see who survives. Oh. The church has got so much fodder. There's so much to make fun of and there's so much to pick apart. There, there's so much raw material there. These people, they don't even need to try. You know, like my sister just left the church. That's so cool. I hope one day she comes on and reads some of this horse shit with us. Thanks for writing up my day and talking shit on this silly book. 